Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino online. I was only playing for fun, so winning was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's favorite free online social casino. You too could have the chance to win life-changing cash prizes. Absolutely anybody could be like Mary. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumboCasino.com and play for free now. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice of the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of the winner. Hello there, and welcome to really another podcast. Today we're going to be discuss, yeah, discussing, yeah, tongue twister, disgusting, waffling. Is a professional wrestling, or as the boomers like to say, wrestling, with that R at the beginning. Wrestling. It's still real to me, damn it. <laughs> damn, I, was, I always see that damn video from YouTube. That thing gets all teary eyed and whatnot with the microphone. Yep. <laughs> Still with me. That guy has some real passion. I think he has more passion than some of the wrestlers do. Yeah, I'd say so. Some wrestlers don't care, and you can always tell which ones they are. Unfortunately, so. So we'll start off with you on this one. I'm just when, I'm, when we um when did you fall in love with it? Oh God, it was uh back in middle school. Yeah, my friend watched it, and that's just how I started watching it. Do you remember what match? No. But I remember, I remember uh, which feud it was. It was Triple H and Shawn Michaels when they were having their feud. One of the greatest feuds of all time, if I do say so myself. I've always thought that um, the Bret Hart and Austin feud was probably my favorite. I'd say that's before my time. I said the infamous line that, he used, that Austin used to always say, it won't ever be over between you and me and Bret. As long as I'm still breathing air. And I'd say with that promo, I mean, that's when I was, you know, big-ass Morgan, you know, believed everything I saw. I had been told that it was scripted and predetermined and thought he had legit heat with um, Brett. Yeah. And then he just realized it was a brilliantly done promo and he sold it to perfection with his hill heat. Naturally. Oh yeah, I remember back when I used to think it was all real, you know, and my cousin Jacob was like, you know, it's fake, right? It, like, broke my heart, mm. you know, and so I was like, no, it's, it's real, you know, how do you fake, you know, falling off a turnbuckle onto the floor, you know, <laughs> and uh, then later on. Later on that year, back when I got back to school, I was talking to my buddy, Chip, who, who got me into wrestling. And 
I said, yeah, well, Jacob said it was all fake. And he's like, well, it is fake. It's all scripted and it's predetermined. Again, it broke my heart <laughs> hearing it from Chip. I was like, then why do I watch it? Did I stop watching it? No, I kept watching it, knowing that it was fake. In denial of believing that it was fake. That's always going to be the biggest topic of controversy about it being fake. And my my only answer is it's it's fake to a degree. Well, yeah, I mean, because people do get injured. Yeah, and they tra- and everybody who can't stand it says you know all the injuries are scripted that no one ever actually gets hurt. I'm just like seeing plenty of accidents that would beg to differ. And of course, Barry is always like. Why do you watch it if it's fake? Like, well, why do you watch any TV? It's all fake. Everything's fake. In some cases, UFC is fake. <laughs> you know, whether someone takes a fall or, you know, planned it out ahead of time for, depending on, you know, Vegas and shit like that, mm-hmm. bets. I mean, anything, even that real stuff can get faked sometimes. The only reason why I've never been able to truly get into UFC is because every match that I've ever watched, except for certain divisions, was the fucking hug fest. Jesus Christ. Just like in boxing. Oh, yeah. I was like, no, I want to see y'all as a spar, <laughs> which is reason why I like wrestling because there's no hug fest really not just rest holds <laughs> yeah but even that's only for a few seconds like three commercial breaks <laughs> some matches like really bad matches are nothing but rest holds and it's just it's boring yeah I can't stand it that's one of the things I do miss from the Right, bef- right around the early Attitude Era, right before it got into the Attitude Era, was the true technical wrestling. Mm-hmm. Like with Bret, Bret, especially with Bret Hart and Owen Hart, and like Dean Malenko. I miss, I miss that style. Now everything is spot after spot after spot. Oh yeah. And that to me just gets over, especially when you see the spot coming. Uh, that's kind of what AEW is, you know. It's a whole bunch of big spots. That's mainly just the young books that do that. Jericho does it from time to time, but young books are terrible for it. That's the only reason why I've gotten to work. I mean, I still, res- I still respect the hell out of them, but I don't get excited when the young books come come out now like I used to. I still don't get excited for them because. I honestly don't know who they are. I didn't follow their... Or I was never really a follower of the indies or you know, secondary you know, wrestling places like uh, Ring of Honor or TNA or Impact. Just wasn't my thing. It's really hard for me to watch Ring of Honor because they're greener than dog shit sometimes. Well, yeah, I think it's like the start of the start, you know. Mm-hmm. 
they earn your stripes when you get a ring of honor you know learn how to do it learn the business a little bit before you move on to someplace bigger and better which is alright you gotta do that the OVW was pretty good when it first started out then that's where a lot of the big guys came from and two that always come to mind immediately is Batista and Brock Lesnar when, when uh, Batista was called <clears throat> the Leviathan oh yeah and had that vampirish gimmick I never saw him like that thank god <laughs> uh, the only Batista I knew was uh, when he came from Evolution and that was it that's how I got introduced to him be glad you didn't um, you introduced him get introduced to him when he was with um, Devon Dudley because he was he was the deacon then didn't know that as a Devon had a um, kind of like a a preacher gimmick, so to speak, mm -hmm. and Batista followed them around. Really? Yeah, it was it was hard to watch. <laughs> that sounds like it. Devon Dudley. I think they tried to do it with um. They tried to do a similar gimmick with Bull Buchanan when they brought him in. He had a similar deal, but they quickly scraped that, thank God. Because he had the same damn, um... He first started coming out with, like, the, the coat and whatnot, that white collar, and then he was just wrestling with a white collar on. I was like, this makes absolutely no fucking sense. I was like, you got your tight, you got your little tights right here. With, like, the little, the Speedo tights and the white collar. I was like, what is the point of that? I guess it's one of those it looked better on paper <laughs> and then they see it in the ring how does that even look good on paper I I don't know I didn't see it on paper <laughs> I wasn't behind the curtain I would like to know the thought process that goes behind that but well, here put this white collar on with no shirt and go out there wrestle um okay <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like a Chippendale. That's what I'm sitting here. I'm thinking it <clears throat> reminds me of Chippendale. I think the closest thing we got to that was Billy and Chuck. <laughs> you look so good to me. <laughs> okay. I about to say I thought you would have saw that because that was a SmackDown exclusive. <sighs> Oh man, uh That's when um Billy Gunn and um Chuck Palumbo were um they had it looking like a little they made it look like they're a boyfriend and boyfriend uh -huh. um, that Rico dude was their uh, manager. Okay. And um I can't remember who proposed to who in the ring, but it made, but it was a I want you to be my tag team partner for life and they were going to have a wedding and Enrico was now like I'm now pronounce y'all husband and husband and Billy grabbed the mic and goes wait no 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 we're not gay it was like but you proposed he was like yeah I want to be tag team you know I want to be tag team partners forever it's not a gay thing 
How'd you get that crossed? That sounds like a funny skit, to be honest. <laughs> I wish I would have seen it. <laughs> this was like maybe 2002, 2003. That's probably during the times that uh, I wasn't really watching wrestling. And that was that was during that was during the uh, ruthless aggression era. Hmm. Yeah, see, so yeah, I I missed all that stuff. Okay, I kind of remember that because that's when I was still watching it with Brandy. Yeah, see, so, uh, because I had watched it for a little bit, you know, on my own, uh, back in elementary school. Uh, like I started watching uh, when I was in the the fifth grade, and that's when they had uh, Chris Benoit and Kurt Angle. Yeah, we were having a feud with another. Uh, and that's more technical wrestling that I miss watching. Yeah, and um, John Cena was just coming out, you know. Oh yeah, the doctor looking always get it. Yeah. So I, I kind of missed the whole ruthless aggression era because I stopped watching it and I didn't get back into it until years later. You know, back in uh, middle school. And I'm talking about late middle school. So I missed all that good stuff. I started, I started out with the VHS tapes just because we didn't have satellite at the time. We had basic TV and then once we finally got DirecTV and I was scrolling through the channels around 9 o'clock and that's when I discovered WCW Nitro and I was like, wait, I've got some of this stuff on tape but it's a different company. And it was, that was, that was, I think Goldberg had been with the company almost a year. Mm-hmm. And before before they even really started doing the NWO, and I was watching Nitro every single every single Monday, and then I had a couple of buddies from um, from high school talking about you know Triple H and Shawn Michaels and Undertaker, and I was like, I ain't never heard of them. They're like, it's on WWF. I was like, I watch WCW. They're like, they're like, it's Monday nights at, at um, 9 o'clock. I was like, WCW's Monday nights at 9 o'clock. They're like, dude, check out WWF. Mm-hmm. And that's when the whole Monday Night Wars was really starting, and then the NWO and DX started forming. Yeah. Which I was still watching WCW more than I was WWF, but when they started getting really good with the storylines... I was watching more WWF and was starting to lose interest in WCW and now I kind of wish the opposite had happened. That's me. There was way more people in WCW than I liked in WWF. Makes sense. Because it wasn't exactly the story. It wasn't exactly the storylines weren't that bad. It's just I thought that the I thought the factions and the technical wrestling in WCW was was better because they didn't have as much in WWF. It was more skits. And the promos were long as hell in WWF and that's one thing I hated. Yeah. I was like, my God, I was like, I want to, I was like, if I want an actual soap opera, I'll turn to CBS. I want to see wrestling, damn it. 
Yeah, wrestling. It's nothing but a man soap opera. <laughs> we watch it for the same storylines over and over and over again. Soap operas, you know, who's in the hospital this week? <laughs> My God, yes. Who died? And now they're back to life again because they faked their death or they were never dead. Who's got amnesia? My God, I feel like I'm watching Young and the Restless now. <laughs> exactly. And you watch wrestling, it's like... Uh, they go away for a little while. They come back for a big pop. You know? <laughs> That's one thing that WCW, I always thought, did better. Like, if someone got... Like if they hit, like if Hulk Hogan hit Rey Mysterio in the um term, you know, like threw him in the turnbuckle with a head with a chair, you know, he would get gurneyed out, you know, to, to sell it, and then Rey Mysterio would be off the show for like three or four weeks, and then come back, and you would see something very similar happen on Raw, and they're back the next week. I'm like, how does that work? He was out for four. He was almost out a month. He came back the next week. And being young as I was and not realizing it was scripted and choreographed and all that good stuff, I was like, okay, is his head just that much better than his? Right. Yeah, some bodies are weaker than others, you know. <laughs> but that's one thing I respected with WCW is that they actually tried to sell that the person was, like, legit injured. Yeah. And then, I don't know, well, since you didn't watch WCW... They had one guy that um, he had a similar gimmick to, to Sting, but he was called um, Vampiro. And he was famous for always having fire in his match in some way or another. Yeah. And he got, um, you know, they did like a torch to his face, and he was out for three months. And then, you know, made a huge comeback and whatnot. And I was like, see, that's how you do it. That's believable. Yeah. Like, if I had fucking fire in my face, I wouldn't want to show my ass for a while. Hell no. <laughs> no. I guess you could say he got fired. <laughs> I was waiting for it. I was waiting for someone to say it. I was like, <laughs> might as well be me. Yep. And one company I regret not watching just because I didn't learn about it until when they invaded Madison Square Garden, that was ECW. And which, a friend of mine that was big into it, just like, you know, we are, although I'm probably consider him even more hardcore because he watches, he watches every promotion. I mean, you don't matter how green they are, he still watches it. Mm -hmm. And he was, ECW at the time didn't come on until like one or two o'clock in the morning and yeah, that shitty fucking connection and whatnot. So you're watching, you're watching snow wrestling, so to speak. Yeah. You barely, if they like, if RVD had tights on, you could barely see RVD on his tights, and he was still watching. I was like that. I was like, if I can't make it out, I ain't watching it. It sounds like that one porn channel you always had on, you know, cable. Uh-huh. Like you could tune in, but it was all blacked out. Like you could somewhat see. Every you can now, hear every now more clearly than you actually see it. You know, uh, you could see just a little bit, just enough to piss you off, you know? Yeah. I remember being all excited. That was it! There was a T! There was a T! <laughs> I saw a nipple! Shit! Yes! 
<laughs> just because you were old enough to go out and buy a penthouse. <laughs> so, yeah. <laughs> I, I had to go to the, uh, underneath the bridge on the railroad tracks to find penthouse and <laughs> some other raunchy, you know, kind of, uh, uh, magazines that you wouldn't believe existed. Mm, yeah. Good old gas station magazines. Yeah. Gaping Holes Anonymous. <laughs> Definitely one I never heard of. <laughs> They're always all, always all wet and the pages are sticky together. Oh. <laughs> We did, we did get lucky one time when we found a DVD down there. <laughs> and uh, it just had like a whole bunch of like uh, anime stuff on it, like steel frames. And if you watched it long enough, it did eventually turn into a movie. Sounds like a really bad PowerPoint presentation. Yeah. But back to wrestling. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I wouldn't have watched any wrestling that I couldn't, you know, just see. You know, snow wrestling. That's it, not for me. That that takes some fucking passion and dedication right there. Like, damn it, I don't care how bad the picture quality is. I'm watching it. I'm like, nah, nah, nah that's, that's not happening. Oh, thank God for the modern era. Yeah, now we have TNT and Peacock. Yeah, and Peacock sucks. I was uh, watching Money in the Bank last Sunday and for a good considerable amount of time the feed got real jumpy and glitchy all the way until about like halfway through the the men's ladder match. That's a disappointment. Yeah, it was. It was very disappointing. I was like, is it on everything? Or was it just my Xbox? Mm -hmm. So I turned it on on my phone after I got the app, same thing. Went on the laptop, same thing. Unless I had too many people streaming at one time. I think it's just Peacock is a substandard streaming service right now until they get it all worked out. It always seems like they always underestimate the viewership that it's going to get. Yeah. Just like when a just like when a video game comes out and the server crashes, I'm like, you know, millions of people are going to be playing this. How are you not prepared for that? Yeah. Pudding. Bye. <laughs> I really do wish I had gotten the opportunity to watch ECW when it first started out. Because every time I go back, I'm like, you know what? I want to see some old school, and I'll go watch him. I'll go watch the Sandman or Sabu, Tommy Dreamer, Terry Funk, and watch their old classic matches. I'm like, damn, this shit was better than Raw. How did Raw win? More money. Yeah, basically, more money. And Vince was able to buy them, <laughs> which was a to me when that. That almost, in my opinion, that almost killed wrestling when he started buying the competition. Yep. Because, I mean, if you don't have competition, you don't improve. Yeah. Well. He, he still doesn't think he needs to improve. I mean, 
Well, he, I mean, Vince has even said himself a couple of times in the past few years that he, he's admitted that his product has grown stale. I'm like, God, then do something about it. Mm-hmm. No, it's called he needs to step back and let his characters grow and actually be characters and quit picking lame ones. I remember when they brought Brodus Clay in on Raw and made him a fucking, what, dancing dinosaur or some shit. I was like, yeah, the Funkasaurus. Yeah, I was, yeah. I was like, God, this is lame. It's like, come on, Vince, why do you always take the big guy and make him dance? I mean, he even did somewhat of the same deal with Viscera. The only person, the only big guy that did dance was Big Show and Mark Henry. Oh, he tried. Not so much as Mark, but remember when he made, like, Big Show, like, the his puppet? <clears throat> Wasn't there one point? I don't remember that one. I might have confused with somebody else, but... I mean, there might have been one point where he did it, but it's probably so bad that I blocked it out from my memory. I think there's always one one bit that we can try to forget that ever happened. Which one is that? I don't know, because I forgot it. <laughs> <laughs> What would you consider, and it could be the most recent, it could be something from Attitude or whatnot, your favorite match of all time? My favorite match of all time? That definitely has to be when Brock Lesnar defeated The Undertaker at WrestleMania. That's... I'm not saying that's the best match that's ever been had, but it's my favorite moment of wrestling history because I love the fact that it broke everyone's heart. (laughs) I know that sounds mean, and it is mean. It is mean, but it's true. As like, you know, Facebook blew up. You know, with everyone, I'm never gonna watch wrestling again. And I'm like, (laughs) you know, see you next week, buddy. (laughs) Yeah, Mm -hmm. see you next week. Exactly. They always say it and never follow through. I remember when I was on um, I don't know if the still I don't know if the website's still still up or not, but it was one that I got introduced to in college called Four One One Mania. Uh huh. I was um I was always pretty active in the forums. Everybody's like, they see one match on that was this thought was, you know, just complete garbage on Raw. Like, I'm done with w- I'm done with WWF or WWE. I'm never watching this shit again. And then next week is the same user. I'm never watching this shit again. Like, dude, you said that last week. Yet you're still watching it. Yeah. Well, I'm not watching it anymore now. Comes back next Monday. Man, the show sucks. I'm like, you, like. That's somebody who wants to rise out of someone. It's like, you're not helping your case there, dude. Which at the point, I mean, at that point, I'd. Didn't know what a tri- I didn't know what an online troll was. <coughs> I just thought it was a dumbass, which still technically is a dumbass. It still is, yeah. Yeah. At least it's not as bad as that one mom, the one show that we went to. The lady was like, the whole time with a child going, now you see how he's doing the backbreaker? He's actually not back, you know, breaking his back. He's actually sliding off his knee. And I just finally turned around and looked at her. I'm like, yeah, she was pissing all the fans off around because she was dissecting everything. Even even the, the child even looked at her like, Mom, I know. 
like, can you shut up and let me enjoy it? The dad finally snapped and said, just stop. He knows. <laughs> Eventually, she shut up. I think he was. I think she was trying to get it to where he didn't enjoy it, so he would stop watching it. I think she didn't like wrestling. It's one, one yeah. One it's one of those. Honestly, she's her ass would have just stayed home with the bottle of wine. <laughs> Either that, or she did like wrestling, and she just took the magic away because she was trying to dissect every little thing. Oh my god! I almost threw my very expensive twist off drink at her. You don't shut up. <laughs> I'm glad you had a little accent to it then. If you don't shut up, <laughs> shut, up shut up, shut up, shut <laughs> up. It was bad. I was, I was laughing at her. My very expensive twist off drink. <laughs> They're fucking expensive. Five dollars for Mountain Dew. That <laughs> <laughs> you can't even keep it the damn cap. Well, you could throw it at someone. You could poke an eye out with that thing. Spend $175, get ejected from the show. <laughs> All because I accidentally lunged my Mountain Dew at someone. My bad. There was actually one um, one guy rushing on the Indies recently. I read about it this morning. I, I, I forget what the guy's name was. But it, was it was a dude that I knew actually and um apparently he did some kind of huge heel turn in in the match mm-hmm. and the fans started throwing garbage in the ring and they were comparing it to Hulk Hogan turning and joining the you know forming the NWO oh really so that the so that the ring was completely filled with drinks popcorn candy and everything i was like i was like yeah i was like reminiscence of the old school shit again where you were allowed to do that yeah that reminds me, back in um, ECW, there was, um, it might have been Extreme Rules, I'm not sure, but there was one pay-per-view where, and, and I thought it was brilliant promoting, and I, I, I don't know how they got away with it, especially if, you know, if, if legit marks were there, mm-hmm. but it was, um, bring a, um, well, obviously besides a firearm, but it was a bring a weapon to the show. And um, in this one particular match, the wrestlers were grabbing the weapons that the fans brought and using them in the match. Damn. That shit was intense. I I just don't like when they use the sugar canes. I'm suckers like, ooh. There's one guy brought a cheese grater. That got used. Ah. One guy brought a pizza cutter. It got used. I was like... Y'all, I was like, that's some fucking passion to be able to put up with that. Yeah. Some people can deal with it. Not me. But of course, there were some pretty dangerous weapons that got brought that obviously didn't get used. Chainsaw. <laughs> and that to me, to me, that's that's. That was probably a a line that should have been, should not have been blurred, especially if it, if it wasn't a way you could gimmick it, so to speak. Yeah. Well, thankfully you can you can uh, work with a pizza cutter. <laughs> yeah. 
But, and that cheese grater, yeah, that's one thing. Mm, that's like as bad as the tax. I was saying, Mick Foley is still the king of that for me, even though Randy Orton has done pretty good with it a time or two. Oh, yeah. The tax and the bob wire. <coughs> and every time I hear a barbed wire, I immediately <coughs> think, I, I'll always immediately think of Sabu. Oh, yeah. In that rope match. Or the barbed wire rope match. When he, had, when he tore his, tore a chunk off of his bicep and he took the, um, he took the bandage from from his arm, unraveled it a little bit, tore it off, and then yeah. know, tied it onto the wound to kind of like close it up, and he kept on going. I was like, Jesus Christ, dude! I was like, I appreciate you putting your body on the life, you know, putting your body on the line, but I think we'll forgive you this one time if you, <laughs> you know, break kayfabe and like medic. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like it's okay, dude. We get it. Break character, get yourself fixed up. Yeah. I guess all the wrestlers just try to be like, what, mankind? Um, this stuff was before, most of this stuff was before mankind. Mankind just had a, mankind just did a better character with making it look like he thoroughly enjoyed it. I mean,. Yeah, yeah, cause he had the tooth go right through his um, lip, or was his nose? His um, it went up his nose. He swallowed. He had, he had one. He had one tooth that he swallowed, and he had one that went up his nose during Hell in the Cell. And kept on smiling the whole damn time. And dislocated his fucking shoulder. Was wrestling with a dislocated shoulder. Yeah. <laughs> I just don't see how. That's some fucking. That's some. That's some balls and some adrenaline right there. Cause wasn't that with the Undertaker? Yep. Yeah, even the Undertaker's like, dude. It's like he's like the 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 parent trying to chase out the toddler. Like, get down! You're gonna hurt yourself. Well, he got down. Yeah. All the way off the cage. <laughs> and then through the cage. Yeah. <laughs> What the fuck was that? That was Ghidorah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, your, your phone ringtone. That's gonna shit out of me. It, it made me jump the first night that I had it. Yeah. Just Netflix. Oh, what was it? Um, Random, but the one ringtone that I had my phone set to and it went off in the middle of the night. Scared the pure shit out of me and John. Because it did not sound like a notification. It literally sounded like <coughs> something from outside this world just decided to like, run across his room. Yeah. I was like, yep, that's it. I'm changing it right now. And I did. <laughs> yeah, now I have that again. Yeah, I had a... Uh, uh, Barry had told me uh, to try out this this stuff on YouTube if I had a pair of really good, you know, headphones. Mm. And I do. I have Beats. So I tried it out, but it's called, like, Spatial uh, Sound. Mm-hmm. Uh, to where it would actually make it sound like it's actually there with you. And uh, so I was like, okay, cool. I'll watch it. And so I started watching it, and that's when they changed over to the Spatial Sound. 
and it caught me off guard because it was so realistic. I was sitting there and it came from my right as well as where he started from, which is where my door is. <laughs> so, hey, yeah, the guy like knocks on the door and then, yeah, says, hey man, hey man, you know, there you are or something like that. And it scared the shit out of me because it was three o'clock in the morning. And I'm like, why the hell is the neighbor over here, you know, coming in my house at 3 o'clock in the morning? So I started shouting, whoa, 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 grabbed my gun off my desk. <laughs> just to look, I was freaking out. Just to realize it was the fucking headphones the entire time. I'm pretty sure I woke Grandma up because when I started shouting, whoa, 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 I was shouting, whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> yeah. That's like, pretty funny. Yeah, like there's a video that I recently watched where it was a song and it goes back and forth between the two. And I didn't even have my headphones on and it was just very clear. And I'm just like, not everyone can keep up with the song that way. Yeah. That's actually quite soothing. We got a little off topic. It happens. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Right thing. Funny things happen like that. Little tangents. Was I think my favorite match, which a lot of people don't remember it, but um, mine was the um, boiler room match between Mankind and the Undertaker. That's back when the Undertaker still had the gray gloves on. Oh yeah. And Mankind still had his um. His um, brown, um, his brown shirt with that odd-looking cross. Not even sure what kind of cross it was. But I think the only reason why that one was probably my favorite was because that was the first time they ever did a boiler room match. You know, when the whole match started outside. Well, well, you know, it started in the boiler room, and they did all the backstage fighting and. The whole point was whoever could get to um, Paul Bear first and grab the urn won, and that was the night that Paul Bear turned on the Undertaker. Oh, okay. And helped um, Mankind win, and that shocked everybody. I'm sure it did. I love good old turns, though. Mm-hmm. Ones that you see coming. Or don't see coming. Especially ones you don't see coming. That's when the writing is good. Oh, yeah. Like, I didn't see Dean Ambrose, you know, turning, you know, heel on, uh, back when he was still on Raw with, uh, partnering up with, uh, Seth Rollins. That, I thought that was Seth Rollins that turned. Didn't he uh, Seth Rollins was the one who turned first, like, back when they broke up the shield. Mm. But uh, then they got back together. Right. You know, uh, and, of course, that was when I then uh, started going to the point where Roman Reigns had to leave because of his, you know, cancer. Mm. And that was the night that Dean Ambrose... Uh, Went heel. Gotcha. 
I'm sure it was. And that was why he left the WWE in the first place. Because he didn't like, you know, doing hokey shit. Yeah. And when, you know, when he had to start talking bad about the fans and stuff like that, he was like getting vaccinated in the ass, you know, yeah. you know with the doctor. Talking about he had to make sure that he had all his vaccinations. Yeah, if he was going to yeah. be around all the, the slimy, grimy people there. Yeah, I remember that part. And that's when he was like, yeah, I think I'm done. <laughs> oh, that shit's stupid. Yeah. Man, but that night when he... That night when he debuted with AEW and Tech Chris Jericho, man, I marked out like a son of a bitch. I'm sure he did. And Justin Roberts, every time he announces it, Moxley. I'm just like, yes. <laughs> I still want to call him Dean Ambrose all the time, though. I, I even now and then I mess up and call him by his road name, Jonathan Good. Oh yeah. The only thing that he's done recently, which I think if, I I haven't watched it in a while, unfortunately, but. I can't remember if he's still coming out with unscripted violence as his theme song, but there was one um one pay per view he came out to um he came out to Wild Thing, and I was just like, this just doesn't fit, even though. Even though Renee absolutely loved it, <laughs> <coughs> she was like, she was like, Wild Thing, oh my god, yes, this is so awesome. I'm like, it's really not. No <laughs> oh, man. Like, we get it, but no. Just no. And I'm still forever, it's still, I'm always going to, I can't remember the movie, but the one with Charlie Sheen, where he's playing baseball, and he always came out with Wild Thing. That's what always comes to mind. Um. I was like, that song is cemented in my mind with that. Um, so if it gets used outside of that, I was like, no, it's not good. <laughs> I, there's two of them. This one bugged me now that I can't think of it. But I don't IMDb. Like I don't want to. I don't have my phone in here with me. <laughs> I've never watched it, so I can't be of any help there. <clears throat> well, if I see it, I know... If to put that as your card for um, Blockbuster for game night. Oh, I was like, wait, what the fuck? <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> the Blockbuster column game. I was oh. say, where's she going with this? this <laughs> it's like, oh, it's a game. <laughs> she wasn't joking. She was just being serious. <laughs> Will be considered your... Worst match of all time. Worst match of all time. The match I hated the most. Oh god. Well, I say not the not the ones that all the fans agree on. Your personal. Yeah. Because everybody says, um, Jeff Hardy and Impact when he was doped up. It was, <laughs> it was um, Jeff Hardy versus uh, think Jeff Hardy versus Sting. Yeah. 
I don't know. I don't really pay attention anymore to bad matches because I always record Raw anyway. That way I can skip through the bad stuff, <laughs> which has recently been all of it until the fans came back. Now they're trying to make some headway, but... They can't. Not with Raw. Raw is just a crappy brand right now. Hmm. I'm trying to think. Mine's the one I told you the other day. Undertaker versus Goldberg in Saudi Arabia. That's, just, that, that's, that's, that's the one I'm going to have to go with. Because that was pretty damn bad. That was... As they call it online, that was Botchamania. This comes to me. Goldberg with a concussion, trying to wrestle in 110 degree heat. Yeah. That just has bad written all over it. It could have killed him. <laughs> yeah, could have. The way he took that pile driver at the end, you know, couldn't hold on tight enough because of he was injured or whatever. The way he fell on his neck. <laughs> mm, I mean, you saw that shit connect. Yeah. Scared the crap out of me. And of course now he's back on Raw. Again. To fight Bobby Lashley for the championship. And you're like, we don't need it <laughs> anymore. However, it was interesting when John Cena came out at Money in the Bank to uh, confront Roman Reigns at the end. Believe it or not, I didn't hear a single boo for him at all. And no one chanted Cena sucks with the music. It was the first time I've ever heard that. <laughs> it's since like 2005. <laughs> yep. I guess there's just been enough time to where time heal the wound, so to speak. Yeah. I still don't like him. I apparently had apparently he had a dark match that night. No, not Money in the Bank. Or maybe maybe it was Raw. I just I remember they it. had uh, he did have a dark match from SmackDown this past uh, SmackDown. He uh, let's see, Roman Reigns came out at the very end to tell Cena that he wasn't accepting his challenge. And then Finn Balor came in and challenged him mm -hmm. and accepted that challenge. And that's where the show went off the air. But I saw it where like they had like a six man tag, you know, with the Usos and Roman Reigns and John Cena and uh the Mysterios. That doesn't surprise me one bit. All of the major faces against the major hills. Yeah. I read where Cena actually wanted to come back and try a heel and try a heel turn, but I don't think he's ever going to. I don't think Vince is ever going to have him be heel again. Who? John Cena. Oh yeah. He was just like ones. just like Ray wants to 
Ray wanted to try to turn heel, and Vince was like, no, I'm never turning you heel. Yeah. And, of course, uh, he wants Roman Reigns to be babyface again, which sucks because Roman Reigns is such a great heel, you know. He's kind of the heel you need. And since he's gone heel, he's much he's a much better promo. Which I enjoy. I say the people I know that watch wrestling, you're the only one that likes him as a well, likes him period, I should say. The only time I wanted the only time I wanted him to be heel was when he was when we thought he was gonna win the Royal Rumble. And that's actually when I wanted him to win. Yeah. And that last time when he actually did, I was like, anybody but you run <laughs> I was like, I was like, I get what Bray Wyatt was saying all that time. <laughs> People just stopped liking Roman Reigns because they wanted Daniel Bryan to win so bad. <laughs> and that, uh... You're fickle. Fickle. <laughs> for that one Royal Rumble. And that's where it all changed, you know. Every every time from then on, Roman Reigns got booed. You know, he was cheered every night before that, but then he beat a returning Daniel Bryan. You know, uh, not from his retirement returning, but uh, I don't know. Uh, Daniel Bryan was injured or something like that and been out for quite a while, and had to uh, relinquish his title or I believe it was the Intercontinental Championship or something. And uh, he came back. Everyone wanted him to win so bad. And then Roman Reigns knocks him out of the ring. It would If it could have been anybody else, and they to this day would still be booed. Probably so. Until they say they have cancer and everyone cheers them out of the, you know, <laughs> cheers them out of the arena. And then they cheer when he comes back just for more of the same booking that Vince does, you know. Mm-hmm. Put them in title matches. And everyone's so damn sick and tired of seeing Roman Reigns in the finale, <laughs> you know. Well, my ordeal is I wanted him to finally, I wanted him to finally win in a clean way instead of Jimmy Uso always interfering. Well, Jay Uso. Or, uh, they're twins, it doesn't matter. <laughs> right now it does, yeah, because Jay... Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> My watch does that to speak for some odd reason. Because Jay is actually a heel. Yeah, with Roman. And does heel things. Jimmy does heel things, but he's not being respected like Jay is. You know, like... There's going to be a split somewhere, you know, down the line. Which is a very interesting thing to see. Jimmy versus Jay Uso. <laughs> well, if you go with the whole, you know, ring chemistry, so to speak, that should be a, if they eventually actually do that, it's going to be, you know, the, I know all your moves and, you know, you know all my moves, so it's going to be, should be reversal central. Yeah. And I'm pretty sure they're heading that way pretty soon because Jay now has, like, a red... You know, red dye on his hair, uh-huh. on the back of his hair, while Jimmy doesn't. So they're very easy to tell apart now. Okay. So I think they're 
working real close to doing that. I don't know why, but I I can constantly get the two confused. Even when they even when they first debuted, you know, with their Samoan characters doing the whole Samoan chant. Yeah. Even then, I was like, I have no idea which one is which. <laughs> Didn't matter if one had no facial hair and the other one did. I still got confused. Yeah, well, how often do you have to pay attention to twins? You know, on TV. I mean, if you knew fr- uh, if you knew them as friends, you would learn. You know, which one who's who. But if you're watching them on TV one night a week, you know, for you know anywhere between like a five and fifteen minute spot of time. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Makes sense. You're gonna forget them. <laughs> oh my god, fucking phones and watches are going off like crazy. <laughs> At least my phone did it when it was nice and quiet. <laughs> I've fallen so in love with that text message too. So I'm not even going to silence it because I, I want to hear it. <laughs> Who would you consider your top five tag teams? Uh, the Usos are number one. Oh, let's see. That's that's a brave statement. Well, for me, in my timeline, you know. Let's see. Team Hell No would be the second one because they were just fun. You know, I'm the tag team champions. No, I'm the tag team champions. I loved Kane and Daniel Bryan doing that shit so much. And Kane in therapy was just priceless. That's like one of the... Speaking of hokey as fuck. It's one of the hokiest things that they've ever done, but it worked so well. It's like one of those things that should never work, but it did. Let's see, I'm going to go Hardy Boys for number three, the Dudleys for four, and, hmm, of all time, hmm, hmm. I don't know. I'll just leave it at four. You don't get a five. <laughs> Your questions are too hard, man. <laughs> These are basic questions. <laughs> Worst character ever. Oh, my God. Eugene. I would say Simon Dean. Came out with that fucking Segway trying to be a nutritionist. <laughs> Oh, Vicky Guerrero. <laughs> Excuse me. Exactly. That just like burned into my brain. You know, the most annoying character of all time. That's if you somebody somebody has pissed you off. That's when that's the ringtone that you changed the phone to. Yes. And with the volume maxed out. I don't know who was worse, Vicky Guerrero or Jillian Hall. Hmm. Mm. They're both just as annoying. The Julian reminds <clears throat> me of the character um, Harmony off of Buffy. Although I would have to say probably, it's probably a stretch, but outside of Simon Dean, probably um, Warlord and WCW. 
That's when he crashed through that damn wall and his helmet fell off. It was a botch from hell and it got quickly written off. I was like, yeah, that was just terrible. We're never doing that again. That was funny, though. So very funny. That's that thing. Probably my top five when it comes to tag team wrestling. Even though they didn't have the belts too many times, but I'm going for just, you know, pure character enjoyment and just, you know, ability to perform in the ring. It's going to be the Heart Foundation. Harlem Heat. The Hardys. The Bar. And probably go with Edge and Christian. Hmm. Makes sense. But I said I did like I did like the Road Warriors, but I mean their characters were cool, but they were somewhat like the Young Bucks, where it was spot a mania. Right. I know everybody's like, "Why didn't you put the Young Bucks in there?" I'm just like, "Because right now it's spot a mania." <laughs> Who would you consider <clears throat> your favorite single wrestler of all time? Shawn Michaels. Easy. <laughs> uh, it was just, he was the first guy that I liked, you know, uh, in WWE. Because him and Triple H were doing awesome work at that time, you know, feuding with each other. As much as I love Triple H and I would love to meet him in real life, I think I'm still going to have to go with Brock Lesnar, which everybody's like, all right, take the microphone away from him. <laughs> right. <laughs> nah, uh, Brock Lesnar's up there on my list, you know, as yeah. favorites. As, you know, such as Triple H is up there with the favorites. Yeah, easily. Easily. Uh, Brock Lesnar, for sure. Roman Reigns is right now for me. Get out. <laughs> <laughs> so, I'm sorry. I just love his character right now. <laughs> when he If he comes back as a baby face, then I'll hate him again. Like everyone else. I think I would appreciate Roman with his character that he has currently if he was able to do it and get it over with fans, not an empty arena with no one to boo him. Yeah. Well, they have a, uh, fans now. Well, that, they do now. Yeah, they do now. The, the fact that he developed all that with no feedback except for Twitter. Yeah. So for him not getting booed or cheered at all and having to not worry about any of the, you know, feedback from the live crowd, to me that makes a... I, I feel that they could have gotten any wrestler over they just focused on Roman Reigns the entire time oh yeah for and sure the one, and the one thing that really drives me nuts about the whole well you know for us watching from home even though they had all the Scott had all the screens and, you know we heard the cheering and whatnot um 
I can't remember her real name, but um, the girl who played um, Lana, mm-hmm. she said that that those that sound effect was only for the TV when they were in when when they were out there. There was no audio. Yeah, I was like that. That right there tells me it was let's force this down everybody's throats and make them like it. Yeah, pretty much. <coughs> well, I, I'm pretty sure it was Vince McMahon's wet dream. Because he could get the fans to react exactly how he wanted to. Yep. And, you know, like the certain chants that he can't stand. Like mm-hmm. that one fall chant that everyone would, you know, that do. Like, the following match is scheduled for a one fall. And everyone would go, one fall at the mm-hmm. end. Or right there. He actually made his, you know, the announcers change the tempo so that they could, so they would talk over the, uh, the one fall chant, you know, or try to break up their their rhythm mm-hmm. of it because he just hates that chant for some damn reason. I don't. But here, he could just take it out, you know. Yeah. No one can say it. He can make the the fans cheer. He can make the fans boo. <laughs> Do anything he wants. Exactly. At that time, you know, I think it was literally. Just for Vince, <laughs> you know, which WWE, all of WWE is just for Vince. It's his own GM. But, but since he could, you know, since he didn't have the fans, you know, and all he had was faces on screens, you know, for him to have that truly made it just for Vince. <laughs> But it's good to have the fans back until they're not back again because, you know, too many people going to start getting COVID again and, yeah. And then take it all away and that's going to suck again. Yeah, we got to take it all away. Fire more people. Can't we just move past Thunderdome? <laughs> that was one of the things, I mean, as much as Daly's Place is a nice arena for AEW, that... The fucking entrance only being about 40 feet long drives me insane. Oh, yeah. I'm like, no, I want that long-ass ramp. I don't, yeah. want, to, I don't want them to be able to walk to the ring in 30 seconds. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, it's kind of annoying. And, of course, AEW has fans back now. Mm-hmm. By what I understand, I haven't. You know, watched it. So, I say they. I think they actually had the fans come back first. Cause went on. They did. I think. I think. Yeah. The Wednesday last week was the first time having a full ordeal, and this past Monday was Raw's first full ordeal. Yeah. Yeah, cause uh, we had. See. Yeah. I'm wondering if um. Well, I'm assuming everybody else is probably back in full capacity. Also, I know Ring of I know for I don't know how long it lasted, but I know when um when the whole no fans deal was starting, Ring of Honor completely just stopped having shows. Period, and um, people were leaving to go wrestle for somebody else just so they could have a job. Yeah, because they try. I think they tried to have a couple of matches with no fans and. The wrestlers just, they're like, this isn't fun. Yeah. You know, they, you know, of course, everything was being aired on YouTube. 
and they're like, yeah, we're just we're not feeling this. We we we've got to have a fan interaction, and they completely stopped even having shows. So I'm curious if they brought it back yet or not. I know Impact. Um, I think Impact is probably back, but I can only imagine how many people are there because they were having like some of the lowest ticket sales of all time. Even though they already struggled, they struggled with viewership enough. But that's because hardly anybody knows anybody over there. Everybody's everybody that was in Impact is that anybody knew is practically gone except for maybe a couple of people. I think um, James Storm is probably one of the last remaining of the OG roster that's still there. Which actually, I kind of feel bad for not putting beer money in my fucking um my top five because when I was watching it, when I when I took a long break from watching Raw and I was watching only Impact, you know, the, watching the X Division, I started falling in love with um beer money, which was Bobby, which was Bobby Roode and James Storm, both had that redneck cowboy gimmick. Oh yeah, and um James Storm always came out drinking a Budweiser. <laughs> And I thought I thought it was a gimmick beer, you know, because I me, mean, I thought it was the hell, you know, can't get drunk during a match. And I was like, nope. I was like, found out he actually was. It it was he had like three beers, and the one that he had was the one he was still working on before when he was coming out to the match. I was like, damn. I was like, fucking James Storm, probably wrestling drunk. Probably. I said like, they were they were. They were a fantastic tag team, and when James Storm wanted wanted more money, and they, I mean, not James Storm, Bobby Roode was wanting more money, and Dixie Carter said, you're not getting it, and he debuts on NXT. Hmm. And then about a couple months later, James Storm debuts on NXT for one match, and apparently he... He said he liked the arena. He liked the fan reaction, especially since, you know, he was like, holy shit, people here know who I am. They watched Impact also. Yeah. But he hated the way the backstage was, and it went back to Impact. Damn. He was like, he was like, the produ- he was like, the production, he goes, the production sucks ass. That's the only reason why I didn't stay. Hmm. But that was before... I mean, it was, I mean, NXT was already Triple H's debut. That was before he was getting really good with his um, storylines working with his team. Mm-hmm. Man, even even he said that, you know, he had a fantastic conversation with Triple H. It was everybody else that he didn't like. Right. And I was like, damn it, I hate that. Because it would have been cool if they were able to reunite them. Because Bobby Roode, I think, had just been brought to Raw with his old glorious gimmick. Yeah. And um, they brought James Storm in. I was like, I see what you're doing. You don't want you don't want a possible another beer money run, except just under another name. Oh, I miss Bobby Roode. Glorious. <laughs> As well as I didn't really have a problem with the gimmick. It's just that when I saw him wrestle in Impact, 
my God, they restricted him so much. There was so much shit he was doing impact that he was not doing in, in um, well, not in NXT but on Raw. Yeah. They for the most part did kind of keep AJ Styles the same, but my my ordeal with AJ, AJ Styles is I don't like his look. I'm used to him having the, I'm used to him having that short Hollywood haircut and being clean shaved and when he started growing the beard out I was like this isn't AJ Styles <laughs> and seeing the thing is you know him like that and I know him for what he is now so I yeah. can't see him any other way than <laughs> what he with yeah. the long hair and the beard you know <clears throat> cause I, I did watch some of his past matches you know on online or you know just scrolling through and it pop up a rank it recommended and I'd be like oh okay cool <clears throat> but uh, <clears throat> for him to turn a botched move, you know, into a storyline, mm-hmm. was pretty genius. You know, in my in my opinion, as uh, when he goes to do the phenomenal forearm, you know, off the top rope, mm-hmm. uh, when he was doing it at an indie show, he tripped, you know, on the rope. Yeah, and botched the move. Uh-huh. And so, the week after that, he did the same thing, but this time it was done on purpose. Right. And, you know, he'd, like, hit the ring and, you know, get all frustrated. The next week after that, he would go to sit up for it, but he'd, like, chicken out, and he'd just go through the ropes and, like, screw it, you know, <laughs> and do something else. Did this for about six weeks until he finally attempted it again to get it right, and when he did, it was like a massive celebration. It sounds like um, it sounds like he tried to do the same thing with um, that um, Billy Kidman did because you know he did the um, he did the shooting star off the top rope, and one match he actually did legitimately hurt somebody because um, they weren't in position for the move. Yeah. And, um, he broke the he broke the guys um, he broke two of the guys' ribs. Yeah, I just I can't remember who it was that he was he was um, facing, but um, every time he was going to act like he was going to do it again, you know, he was hesitant and did something else, and then found out, you know, since he legitimately broke the guy's ribs, found out that um, Vince McMahon banned the move, and mm-hmm. I was like, damn! But I was like, Billy Kidman has been doing this move for twenty years, right. When he was in Ravens flock in WCW, that was still his was still his move. But it took one injury to ban it. Yep. Alright, worst what's the worst botch move you've ever seen? Or the funniest? Worst botch move was for me is Owen Hart team stumming Austin. Okay. Because he yeah. broke his neck. He didn't tuck Austin's head in. Well, he, he didn't take the time to tuck Austin's head in before he, you know, executed the move. Yeah. I would say the worst fuck-up that wasn't a move, that was um, Psycho Sid jumping off the second turnbuckle and breaking his leg as he couldn't get it. Cause he was trying to do a drop kick. Mm. And 
he didn't want to do the movie to begin with, and he told, and I learned in an interview that he told Vince that he did that. He goes, dude, he goes, I'm six foot eight. I don't need to be jumping off the damn turnbuckle. Yeah. He was like, he was like, I want to see you do a high fly move. And um, he broke his he broke his leg doing it. Damn. Because all that, because as soon as he went to go jump, he tried to get he got his right leg up, but he didn't get his left leg up at times. So he went. Yeah. And he saw I me. Mean, he saw a clean break. I was like, Oh shit! <laughs> I mean, I got. I mean, I turned. I turned yellow watching that. Yeah, I, I I've only seen that happen on live TV once, and not a fan. <laughs> not a fan of it at all. Well, actually, I've seen plenty of breaks and stuff yeah. like that because I watch football, and it always sucks to watch it. Yeah. And yeah, watch it happen. But, yeah. It was when that Louisville player, during the basketball tournament, broke his leg, and it just like went gimp, and you could see the bone just sticking straight out. Yeah. Yeah, not a good time. That was the worst injury I've ever seen. But my favorite botch in WWE moves, uh, I just have to say it's my favorite because it's it, it was just funny to me, you know, that I can look back on it with, you know, no one got hurt. Right. With, uh, when Brock Lesnar did that shooting star press, you know, on Kurt Angle mm-hmm. and just missed completely. Oh, because his he like literally head butted Kurt Angle in the ribs. Mm-hmm. That was. I can't remember if he broke his neck or if he just really. Nah, he he came out clean. And there's, I mean, I can't be hearing everybody saying that he messed his neck up on that. Nah, because uh, let's see, uh, when you watch a documentary, you know, and Kurt Angle's talking about it, saying that, you know. They didn't need the, that spot, you know, and that move in there because Brock was going to win anyway. I think Brock just wanted to see if he could do it. Yeah. Well, I believe it was uh, Kurt Angle's retirement match or something like that. Yeah, something like that. And uh, I think Brock wanted it to be more special, you know, for him or something like that. I know that Vince was living at him. <laughs> yeah. I do know that part. <laughs> they like, what the hell are you thinking? So yeah, I'll go with that one. I think probably as far for me, it'd be <laughs> anytime Jeff Hardy tried to do the swanton bomb and he didn't get his footing right, footing right, and fell off the turnbuckle. <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> how many times has he done that? Good God! Which there was one time he was about to do it to um, Jericho. And Jericho saw that he was losing his footing, and he made it look like he reversed it, but he he pushed him back up. Yeah, you know, and, and saved him. Which, but there was, there was like a clip on YouTube that says like twenty times, you know, wrestlers save their opponents in the match. And yeah, that was, that was one of them. I've seen uh, Jericho save more people than anybody else. Yeah, Jer- Jericho's got the fucking eye for it. He does, and he's quick to act on it. He he doesn't hesitate. He just jumps on it and he has no problem with breaking character with it yeah I remember when uh, Neville broke his leg mm-hmm. yeah it didn't look like a break 
yeah, there was nothing apparent that it was broken, you know, visually. Yeah. But Jericho knew it because of how Neville was walking, and yeah. Neville was, you know, fully in that that mind of going and finishing the match, just like anybody else would. Yeah. You know, and Jericho saw it, and. Yeah, that was a Charles Robinson was the referee. Yeah. And it was like, you know, trying to get himself disqualified so yeah, that he, he pushed, could. Because he was trying to get him to keep on going, and then he pushed Charles Robinson. He goes, he's hurt, damn it. He's hurt, <laughs> damn it. Yeah. And then Charles Robinson said, that's it. Ding, 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 ding. Yeah. He was like, you don't put your hands on the referee. He was like, he's fucking hurt. Well, I think that's why I did it, to push the ref to get him yeah. disqualified. Yeah. You know. <laughs> I like me. I've always respected Chris when he does that. Yeah. Because me, he wants to put on a show, but he wants to put on a clean show. He does. He doesn't want anybody getting hurt. You're getting hurt. <laughs> <laughs> right, right in the pudding. <laughs> I, I, was, I had to stretch out my leg and start to cramp up. Yeah, Jericho is probably one of my all-time favorite wrestlers. Just because of that. He makes everything he does work. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And he knows how to do a surprise entrance. He does. I have loved every time when he was in WWE. I loved every time that he came back. The, the countdown did get a little old at one point. When he went, wasn't he the one who did the countdown? Yeah, he, he always did the, the countdown when he came out. Yeah, that was how he debuted. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because one of my favorite debuts of all time, believe it or not. It was when the the Rock was in the ring, you know. Yeah, that was Jericho's debut match, or debut, in debuting on Raw and cutting a promo with him. And apparently, they had seen the clock for however many months, you know, of it just counting down, and no one knew. No one knew what, why. What, what the hell it was, other than rumors and speculation. Yeah, we don't have, the, or they didn't have the internet like we do today. I'm still trying to figure out how in the world they knew because there's plenty of welcome to WWE. Yeah, Jericho. welcome because you know they they've read the news. You know they knew what articles and magazines to read. And I didn't because I had no idea he was coming. I didn't know it was Jericho until you know it did the letters. You know the letters. You know flipping on Titan Jericho and yeah did the whole pose and whatnot. I was like, holy shit! I was like, he came from WCW. <laughs> Because yeah. that was before they bought him out. And of course, or after they bought him out, one or two, I can't remember. And of course, the place went nuts mm-hmm. for it. And it's one of the favorite things that I can look up and watch. <coughs> and then the classic. <coughs> when, you know, Chris Jericho sitting there talking about himself the whole time. Like, and then The Rock's like, like what is your name? <laughs> Like, how dare you come out here and enter Rock's promo and you don't even have the class to introduce yourself? What is your name? I just told you, it doesn't matter what your name is. Classic. And that's where the video wins. <laughs> so, yeah, you put two, you know, talents like that in the same ring. Especially two people who can put on a promo like no other. Exactly. So, yeah, I'm going to mark out for it. <laughs> I didn't even watch you know, wrestling back then, and I go back and watch it, and I still mark out for it. That's how you know it's magical. <laughs> There's one thing that Steve Borden, also, well, you know, Sting, there was one time when, this is before he was even in the WWE, but 
there's one little mini documentary that he was a part of, and this was when this is when they had the whole WCW invasion, and Vince had bought out the company, and the last the last um the last time they had Raw, well you know WCW with Raw on this you know on USA, and um, Booger T came out to confront. Um, the Rock, and The Rock said, you know, well, it, I mean, it wasn't on the mic, but you could read his lips saying, who are you? Yeah. And, um, staying at that, in the, in the, um, in the documentary, says, you know, it was at that point when I saw that they were trying to act like, you know, Booker T never had a career in WCW, he was, that's what killed my interest in ever working for Vince. Yeah. And after he finally came, you know, and debuted at that pay-per-view, you know, when I'm, you know, attacking Triple H. And he was like, I don't know why everybody keeps on saying I was never going to work for Vince. I love Vince. I was like, because you said in a damn documentary that fuck Vince for pretending Booker T didn't exist. Yeah. I was like, why did you change your mind? And why are you acting like you never said it? Yeah. Well, I know why he changed his mind because, you know, several years have gone by. <laughs> Yeah, you know, so time, things had time to change, and but speaking of time to change, your biggest, your biggest um return, like for someone who's been going a hot minute. Yeah. Edge. For yeah. me, it's Bret Hart. Oh yeah. <laughs> I never thought he would forgive the Montreal screw job. Oh yeah. I was like, it's going. I was like, it'll be, it'll be a cold day in Art. hell when he comes back. No, you know what? I'm gonna change mine from Edge to Brock Lesnar. Yeah. That's the. I one. was I was semi surprised for Ultimate Warrior, but when I learned about when I learned about what was going on behind the scenes to get him to come back, it didn't surprise me as much. Right. Yeah, but when when Brad Hart's music hit, I marked out, and then my mark out quickly ended when I saw it was a remix of his theme song. I was like, "Fuck!" I was like, "This song sucks." <laughs> I hated his new song. I wanted to hear that, and they completely got rid of most of it. And there was that soft rock intro. I was like, "God!" I was like, "I want Brett the Hitman Hart." classic theme song I was like this shit sucks ass and just like when they changed Jeff when they changed Jeff Hardy's theme song to no more words even though he personally loves the song mm-hmm. that's the reason why he entered why when he came back to Raw he said he was going to save no more words for when he came back because he legitimately loves it more than the Hardy Boys theme song I was like ew yeah which he actually used his own music that he personally wrote when he was in Impact Wrestling. When he was all high. He <laughs> yeah. was on something. I mean, I've got his, um, I've got his album on my phone. I mean, mm. He's not the best singer, but the music's really good. Especially um, Similar Creatures and Dying Breed, I think, are the two my two top songs on that album. Lyrically-wise, they're good, but it's just... It it could it could be better. 
I can definitely say it's truly unique because I've never heard of a band sound the way he made himself sound. Because I mean, all of that was done at his house. I see um when they did a little like a behind the scenes on the Hardy Boys. Mm-hmm. You know they was you know showing that show you know doing like the my crib so to speak deal. Yeah. He went out. He went. Out, you know they take the cameras outside. And he showed his backyard and showed where he had um he where he had done a whole bunch of managed to his yard and had um had a spot for his dirt bikes to ride and took he took the cameras inside of this um mobile wide trailer that he had purchased and um put out there and they had a whole bunch of DJ and computer equipment he goes this is where I do all of my um all my music he goes every instrument all the editing the singing goes it's all done by me and that's when I learned that he had an album out and he had released it like seven years prior to that and I had no idea about it damn so I didn't even know he had an album I probably won't listen to it <laughs> unless I make you listen to a few songs yeah unless you like force it into my head now I know what I'm going to do to rally on Friday oh god <laughs> But he said, but I do remember him saying that, um, you know, once he retired completely from wrestling, he was going to go back to doing music and doing his art, which his art is pretty badass, which is, you know, where his face paint comes from. Yeah. But I'm curious if they're going to let him do his last run in WWE the way he wants, because you know how Vince is, it's his idea or get the, get out of the company. But he, um... Before he left Impact Wrestling, he had a character called Willow a Wisp. Oh yeah. He wants to do that character in WWE because Impact didn't come up with that. He came up with that. Mm-hmm. And they liked the idea and let him and let him do it. So he wants to he wants to retire with Willow. Vince might let it happen. Maybe. Well, it's just yeah. Face paint. <laughs> well, he actually well he had face paint on, but he also wore he wore a mask the entire time and came out with that umbrella. Yeah. But it'd be I think it'd be uh, pretty cool if he actually does allow him to do it for his final hurrah. It'll be interesting because I'm not familiar with the character. I know of the character. Right. And I know he's, uh, you know, teased it a couple of times on Twitter about uh, saying, you know, with me, you kind of never know what you're going to get on, you know, Raw or something like that. Mm -hmm. And said that, who knows, next week we might even get Willow, (laughs) you know. Yeah. What would you consider... Your dream match. Oh, a dream match. Huh. Well, let me, let me put it in a better way. A dream match that you know it's not possible to happen and a dream match that you think is possible to happen. Okay. Well, 
see. I don't really think of dream matches that much. As it could be single or it could be tag team. Yeah. I guess a tag team match that would have been awesome to see again would be the Hardy Boys versus Edge and Christian again. You know, like a tables, ladders, and chairs match. Just a rematch, you know? Mm-hmm. That would be nice. Shoot, the ones that put TSC on the mat. Oh, yeah, exactly. That would be pretty cool. And now they're all, they all wrestle still just for different companies. And yeah. <laughs> yeah, half, half is over at AEW and the other half is over at WWE. Yeah. That was still, that was wild when they brought when Christian debuted on Dynamite. I was like, holy shit. Yeah, they kind of dropped the ball on that in WWE because he was ready to come back. He came back for the Royal Rumble. Yeah, a year later after Edge. I did find out, um, I, you know, when they did that extended hug in the ring, uh-huh. Edge revealed what um, Christian said to him. What was that? He said, he said, hey, bro, he goes, let you know, this is my last match. I've been talking to Tony. I'm going to be in the AEW. Oh, really? Edge knew it before Vince did. <coughs> that was the whole reason why Christian wrote, um, signed the contract on Dynamite. That was his official signing and he did that so the world was seeing it was in spite of Vince. Yeah. I was like, damn. That's apparently him and Vince had a really big falling out backstage. <coughs> Not surprised. <clears throat> Same reason why Mark Henry came over. He wanted to be a backstage producer and Vince said it ain't happening. Yep. Now the big show's over there now too. Yeah, commentating. But she's he he has signed a contract to mainly commentate, but um, Tony has said that he will have a couple matches. It's just not going to be anytime soon. Yeah, they want to set up a proper storyline, which I can respect that. Oh yeah, definitely. And then we move on to the biggest topic Uh-oh. that everyone's ever going to talk about, and. Just the fact that I even hate bringing it up because, you know, it should have been dead and buried a long time ago. So, it's CM Punk coming back. <laughs> <laughs> for, Col- I mean, for for Living Color to start following AEW out of the blue and knowing that unless CM Punk called the people <laughs> and said, hey, do this, which I don't see why that would be a thing. And for ringside news and um, Dave Meltzer saying that yes, he has signed the contract. Yeah. I've, and for them to and for them to say that CM Punk signing has put a wrench in Daniel Bryan's debut, I'm like, there has to be something on for that to be a factor. Because if he hasn't signed, then why would CM then why would CM Punk's ordeal throw a wrench in Daniel Bryan's debut? Yeah. Because if he has nothing to do with the company, that wouldn't be relevant. Well, I don't think it's going to mess up Daniel Bryan's debut. 
that might. Unless it's on how they're going to bring them in. Like, one maybe overshadow the other. Like, everyone's very familiar with Daniel Bryan, you know, right now. So, I don't think the crowd would pop too big for, you know, Daniel Bryan to show up at AEW. Sure, they'd be happy that he's in, over at AEW to see what else he's got. Mm-hmm. But if CM Punk were to debut against Daniel Bryan, you know, that could be one thing, you know. Maybe CM Punk signed up with AEW just to wrestle with Daniel Bryan for a little bit, you know. Who knows? I, I don't know how good of friends they are. Or friends at all. I can see I can see that being an issue only because of how long it's been since CM Punk's been on TV. Because it's going to be one of those, you know, huge return pops. And they're probably afraid that it's- him getting a louder ovation that Daniel Bryan would take away take away the magic of Daniel Bryan Dane being on the show. Yeah. They want I think they probably maybe wanted to be equal to a degree, but but you got two completely different characters with different personalities, you can't put them on the same pedestal. Yeah. But no, I don't think it'll hurt Daniel Bryan at all. I am interested though. I'm gonna have to start watching Dynamite now. Because I want to hear the pop. <laughs> yeah, definitely. If there ever will be one, I'll probably just be watching the show forever disappointed. <laughs> yeah, because I gave this shit up a long time ago. You know, having CM Punk come back. I'm like, he's not coming back. You know, he's never coming back. I say it, made, it made sense for him to not come to Ring of Honor or Impact Wrestling just because... No one's going to hardly see it. Yeah. It needs something that's going to have viewership. And with AEW now getting over a million views a week now, that's that's viewership. Yeah. Because more and more people are now watching Dynamite than ever before. And if he comes back, it'll be three million people watching <laughs> AEW because they'll be like, yeah, Raw and SmackDown will probably lose all viewership at that point just to see him. <laughs> they, I don't think they'll, well, they won't lose viewership because, you know, it's on a death of night, but the viewership yeah. will probably go down because they're like, all right, my main guy is over here. I'm going to give it most of my attention. Which, of course, if they have, if he, if they ever have him on, um, AEW, um, Dynamite Evelation, which comes on an hour before Raw on YouTube, that would hurt ratings for Raw. Yeah. So they they come on an hour before, but they go off an hour early. Yeah. Raw does. That makes sense. Which, I mean, it does kind of make sense because they probably don't want to compete against the last hour because that's where top tier is going to wrestle. Yeah. So they're, they air endure the low and mid card. So they're being, I, mean, I think they're, I think they're being smart about it. They're like, okay, we're not, we've only been around a couple of years. No need to have an ego yet. Yeah. You have it five or six, then yeah, you can probably start talking. 
least by the end, I'll have time to have enough talent for everybody to care about. Plus, have step me. Plus, have true established characters from you know when the doors opened originally. Yeah. Although I still don't count Kenny Omega and the Young Bucks because I mean they already had a reputation before they re- they AW was even thought of. Everybody knew them from you know New Japan. There's only one guy in AEW that's been around for a hot minute that everybody loves, but I, I mean, I like him, but I can't, I can't get into him the way the hardcore indie guys got into him. That's Hangman Adam Page. Yeah, I can't get into it either. But I feel if I feel like they took, I feel like they took James Storm's character and amplified it, so to speak. Right. Because he's got James, he has James Storm's attitude, you know, the fuck everybody, I do what I want, there's a beer 30 yet. Right. You know, it just has that, you know, arrogance about him, I was just like, same shit that James did. No, nah, not hungry, it's just, uh, I don't know, my stomach makes noises. <laughs> I used to hear it sometimes when I hold it in a fart. <laughs> <laughs> And I can't remember if it's going to be this year that it happens or if it's going to be next year that it happens, but um, AW's um, video game is supposed to be coming out. Ew, video games. <laughs> and it's actually being um, developed by the same company that did WWF No Mercy. Being uh, developed by Yukes or Yucks, however you say it. I can't ever remember. Uh, never played it. We can fix that because <laughs> it's even with all the shits out of date, it's still considered the greatest video game ever. Well, greatest wrestling video game ever made. I liked uh, the WWE's uh, "Shut Your Mouth" and the game that came after that, but. Ever, Ever since I haven't been able to get into wrestling games. Yeah, it was it was um shut your mouth and here comes the pain. Yeah. Which both of them, you know, of course, had Brock Lesnar on. Well, I know I know here comes the pain at Brock Lesnar. I want to say shut your mouth did too. But I it did know. because I used to smooth set on my uh little dorky little character that <laughs> I created. It was just like a fucked up little monster man that I made. It was like one arm was like. Maxed out. The Maybe other, the, Hulk. the other, the other arm was minim, minimized. You know, as small as it would, would go. Oh my god! You know, better to use my strong arm. He <laughs> was bald and uh, completely white. Like, I mean, bleached out white. Bleached out white. <laughs> but like he was sick. It kind of reminded, <laughs> kind of reminded me of. E.T. when he was in the bathroom scene, you know, after he got sick or whatever. Oh my god! <laughs> that was kind of how this dude looked. Oh my! You made him on his deathbed. Yeah, and uh, no clothes, just you know the. I'm getting nauseous just trying to picture it. <laughs> just some like blue little 
you know, spandex, yeah, wrestling, <laughs> yeah, wrestling tights, mm-hmm. yeah, like the one that looked like underwear briefs. Come was, to the ring, straight, fr- straight from um, ICU, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, let's see. I gave him Brock Lesnar's move set. Jesus. So I was like, the short. It's like I put him as short as he could be. I mean, I like I messed this dude up. You know? <laughs> he can't. I mean, he couldn't even get a fucking dark match. And so no, that's what you would need is a dark match, literally with the lights out. He'll still glow. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> so, so I, I made like the stupidest looking little character, but I gave him the most devastating move set on the planet. <laughs> this is back when, you know. He sounds like a D&D character. Yeah, like, you know, when Brock Lesnar was doing like the double power bomb shit and, you know, the F5s or strong ass clotheslines. But let him, get, but let someone attack him and he dies. <laughs> yeah. Oh no! He won every match. <laughs> God damn. Ugh. So, yeah. Can you imagine if you're allowed to act on the like the video game actually allowed to write the intro? Well, some of them you could. Like the SmackDown versus Raw ones, you could. You had a pretty powerful Titantron edit. So we're able to literally kind of like type in like. Well, you, you couldn't. I mean, you couldn't type it in but you could actually upload some custom fan art you know there was a certain way you had to do it they made it easier on the um three six they made it easier on the 360 yeah but my god i've even though he won matches i'm just like i could i'm just like i'm picturing this guy constantly having like muscle strain like getting he's still better looking to uh what snitsky Oh, Gene Snitsky, good God. Still better looking. Motherfucker had piss yellow teeth. Like, I'm, I know how they did it, but still, just like... Ugh. Yeah, he had some kind of... He had something... Yeah, they put like a dye. There's like a dye you can put on the teeth. They do it like in movies and stuff, but it's still, you're just like... Ugh. You know a lot of that... that that deep yellow, like, holy shit, I'm dehydrated, piss. I've even had way too much alcohol. That's how yellow his teeth were. Damn. Yeah. And he just, he just looked like the way his breath would have smelled is like how his body smelled. Yes. On top of it. He just looked, I felt bad. Even even the people, even the car- uh, the wrestlers, like, I'm just like, please lose. But at the same time, <coughs> when you hear Snitsky, you're just like, <coughs> run, run. <laughs> He was gross. I think that he did legitimately have some type of body odor for his character because anytime someone got in a, got up, you know, in a tie up, mm-hmm. they would quickly like. You can see him quickly. They, they would try. They would. They you know they would you know pop it off you know push him away and they and they were going like. <laughs> <laughs> man, man, man! They had that look of dis- they look had that look of disdain on their face and they were <clears throat> they were brushing their chest and their stomach off like oh. God, you're nasty. Oh, I can't wait to take a shower. Oh, I can't wait to take a shower. You probably, you probably put body oil, like baby oil on them to just come give them that I mean, of feeling. course, I mean, all of his matches were squash matches when it came to that. Yeah. I mean, and he would always, like, and he would, do, and he would do, like, you know, do like that, and, and I'm, you know, he would, like, he would wipe his chest, and then, you know, just pin him with his, pin him with his arms. And they and after the match was over, they would quickly get out of the ring, and it was and he was just like, 
had that sinister looking smile on his face. I was just like, you. See, I picture you smell how a corpse would smell. It, it's one weird. of those. I guarantee you. Um, he was the character. Moms would just like you. Just sit and watch this and like, okay, mom, I'll go take my shower. Cause you just feel nasty. You just really did. Yeah, you legitimately felt bad for his opponent. Like, get this match over with so they can go back and <laughs> bathe in bleach. <laughs> and that whole, it wasn't my fault deal with Lita. You know, when he punted the baby. Oh... Forgot about that. That that, that was that story. I was actually before he came out with the hope, the Snitsky, and shaved his head and got rid of his goatee. Yeah. Or got rid of his beard. Hmm. It was, it was gross. Yeah, but Leah was Leah was pregnant, <coughs> and I can't me- I can't remember <coughs> who the in the storyline. I can't remember who the father was. It was Kane. It was Kane. Yeah. Oh yeah. She came out with the stroller and he and he picked the baby up out of the stroller that punted it into the crowd. And um they, you know, killed the baby and then it was the It wasn't my fault. I was like, God, this is such a horrible storyline. I wonder whoever called it was able to keep it the baby. The baby at all. Well, we never saw it again, so probably. That was the first time we saw it and the last time we saw it. Almost like what's her face's baby that was a hand. Oh, May Young. May Young's. Yeah, with Mark her one night stand with Mark Henry. <laughs> Gave birth to the hand. And then they did that raw anniversary and that guy was dressed up in a hand costume and he goes, I'm May Young's son, all grown up. I was like, Oh God. Really? <laughs> they did it. They really like, did it. Like fifteen years later or eighteen years later, whatnot, he goes, Hi, I'm May Young's hand. I'm all grown up now. I mean the hand I mean like, you know, the face cut out in the middle of the hand and I was like, God no. I'm like, I wanted to forget that storyline. <laughs> yep, I just because I mean she literally you know, gave birth on Raw like two weeks after being pregnant in a little. Man, it all, was they, they alien. Had, I mean, and had you know, like all the, you know, the clear slime whatnot. Congratulations, it's a hand. <laughs> like it made like the doctor was like, the, uh, how do you give birth just a hand? <laughs> I mean, it was it was hard to watch. But for some odd reason, the fucking audience ate it up. Like, I mean, that kind of shit. It was just that it, stupid. I, I'm just like, I don't understand how that storyline writing go, gets over. I'm just like, fans are all stupid. That sounds like something I had to look up because I've never heard of this before. Oh, it's a thing. It's yeah, it's it's extremely easy to find on YouTube. Yeah. We'll look it up after we finish this. So, any other topics you want to bring up, wrestling-wise? Not that I know of. I think I'm done here. <laughs> Anything you want to add to the stories? I know we haven't had you. We haven't had you give a whole lot of input. Like this is my thing. Well, it exactly. was semi her thing. Nah. I don't want it to be one of those. You got a girl on the show. You didn't let her talk. Y'all was sexist. <laughs> oh please, trust me. I, I pipe in when I want to pipe in. Um, <laughs> she knows. She knows her place. Exactly. 
<laughs> but nah, I had nothing else to add. Oh, so it won't be deemed as sexist. I do know one thing now since I just said that. Well, since there wasn't a whole lot that went on storyline-wise, I can't say top five. I'll say top three divas or women, whichever you want to refer to them as. I'll, I'll go with women. I never did like the, the divas thing. Uh, let's see. Charlotte Flair has to be my favorite. Yeah. Well, I'm, I'm tired of her winning all the time. But the thing is, she's a better performer than most of them. You know, there's still a lot of divas out there yeah. You yeah. Know, in the woman's world. And I believe Charlotte Flair and Becky Lynch are yeah, the at, at the top of being an athlete. Yeah, <clears> just <throat> up there for a pretty face, and like there, Tori Wilson was. And there are other women in there, you know, like uh, Shayna Baszler, that should be better, you know, because they have legitimate, you know, fighting, fighting backgrounds and skills and... Yeah, the stuff that Vince claims that he wants in a character. Yeah, and then he doesn't use them the right way. Like, Shayna Baszler should be champion, you know, in my opinion. I can agree with that wholeheartedly. But she just gets used wrong and to have to team up with Nia Jax, of all people. God. I can easily agree with that. And, of course, Ruby Riot looks like she could kick some ass. But, you know, she's not that pretty girl, so... Yeah, so you're fired. <laughs> yep. Yeah. And they got Eva Marie back now. But... That doesn't even make sense. She is such a diva. Like, looks like a diva, acts like a diva, sounds like a diva. She's your cardboard cutout Playboy pinup. Exactly. So Carmella, I see no legitimacy in her whatsoever. It's very hard to find any women... You know, wrestlers that I do actually like. I always wanted them to give Naomi a strong push because I do like her. Yeah. And I still, I also see how Nia Nia Jax is still the position she's in. Many, she's injured. Many, yes. So many, and I'm sorry. And I mean, I I get she's she needs to work out more. She has the ability to do it. I'm, she's still going to be a big girl, regardless. Yeah. But still, she just, That's she's it. a bitch. <laughs> just flat out, she's a bitch. And I can't stand watching her wrestle. I can't either. I just. She's my bathroom break. Yeah. She really is. I mean, at first, I didn't mind her because, you know, I didn't know her new character. I was like, okay, you know, obviously I'm going to give you a shot. She was she was fine, you know, at the beginning when she first aired and stuff. But now she's just hot garbage. It's oh my god, you hurt my feelings. Now I'm gonna sit on you and suffocate you, and break a rib. <laughs> and I won't ever forget. And it went it went super viral. I I don't know what. And like I said, I didn't see it live because I wasn't watching it. And any information that I ever get about current. WWE or divas straight from InsideTheRopes.com and RingsideNews.com. It's the only reason why I know the current situations. Period. But um, I saw Nia Jax trending on on Twitter. I was like, "What the fuck did she do this time?" Thinking, "Oh, she hurt somebody else." Yeah. And it was a um, and it was a five second little clip from Raw where she 
I can't remember if someone I can't remember if Liv Morgan someone drop kicked her on the ring on the side of the ring or whatnot, but she lost her balance and she fell she fell, you know, in a sitting position on the on you know, on the side of the ring. She goes, My hole <laughs> Yeah, she was screaming my hole <laughs> to the whole audience. Right, and it went and it turned into a gif and spread like wildfire and it, you know, of course made her live and I'm like you said the fucking words. Get mad at yourself. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Anything like that. And it's, it's which gone. and it's and it's which hole is she referring to? <laughs> oh, I know which hole she was referring to. It's one of those. If her hymen wasn't broken, it's broken now. <laughs> Man, I, when I watched it, oh my god, I busted out laughing. <laughs> just it wasn't that she said it; it was how she said it. It was just, it was too comical. And I probably watched it 15 times, like, back to back to back. Just, I was about in tears crying. Yeah, I got, I skipped through that match, obviously, because I don't watch boring matches, you know, that bore me. And I knew she was coming up. It's like, okay, boring. Fast forward. And, but uh, the next day, when I was watching Wrestle Talk, you know, uh, that's where I got to see it, and I went back and I watched it because I still had it on recording. Uh-huh. I went back and watched it before it got removed or edited yeah. over or something like that. I was like, that is pretty funny. Oh, you mean this one? Wait, what? What, did you find it on YouTube? I did. <laughs> I was like, it shouldn't be hard to find. Yeah. <laughs> Nia Jackson, I hole. <laughs> That's literally all you had to type in. Oh, my goodness. YouTube being a bitch. It is. All the ads. you can hear what's his face saying that's a lot of still <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness that's just too funny <sighs> that steals like why like, why of all, like, pe- of all things like, i wasn't reinforced enough to take this <laughs> i went where no steel should have gone before just, oh. oh Every now and then you get little gems like that that happen yeah. in wrestling that you just can't outlive. Yep. And then we're trying to pretend like it never happened. Yep, yep. Oh, of course. But it did. And we all remember. Mm-hmm. YouTube remembers. <laughs> That's for sure. YouTube became the Pepperidge Farm. <laughs> exactly. And the member berries. <laughs> yeah. I remember. I remember. Since you said Charlotte Flair was your number one, I'm gonna I'm gonna have to do the whole you know the back of the day and today. <coughs> I have to go with Becky Lynch and back in the day, Trish Stratus easy. 
Yeah. Yeah, if I had to go back in the day, I would say Trish Stratish or Lita. Mm-hmm. You know, because even though it was the women's division, or, you know, the Divas division back then, you know, uh, you know they didn't feel like Diva. Yeah, they, they were actual athletes. Yes. And I know the championship was actually called the Women's Championship back then before it changed over to the Divas Championship. Oh, God, and please don't bring... And it's also, like, I, I can't stand when they brought out the Barbie belt. Or the, the butterfly belt. It really did look like something you would get with Barbie. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, the worst title design, I think, ever in history. Mm-hmm. I mean, as ugly as the million-dollar belt is, I still think the Divas is even worse. Yeah. By far. Yeah. That never should have been a thing. No. I was, I'm, I'm sorry. That when I, when I saw that belt, I was insulted. Even when they retired the, um, the winged eagle belt and turned, you know, you know, broke it, made it a hardcore championship, even it looks better than the damn Divas championship. Yep. Well, I guess that wraps it up. Wraps it up for me. Until next time, everybody. Thanks for listening. Take care. Well, I see boats in the water while I'm drinking a beer. There's a seafood festival going on down here. It's not on the beach, but there's a plenty of light. A perfect 78 As I watch you strip down to your bikini It's great Music for the soul is being played in the night While fireworks go off in the evening sky
Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino online. I was only playing for fun, so winning was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's favorite free online social casino. You too could have the chance to win life-changing cash prizes. Absolutely anybody could be like Mary. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumboCasino.com and play for free now. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice of the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of the winner.